All right, wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, as always, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 41. That's right, episode 41 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. We're moving right along. As per usual this evening, we do have the live feed going on Facebook. Uh, so for those of you that only get the audio, if there's a little confusion, don't worry about it. We're just interacting with the live feed. Uh, so thanks for joining us, those of you on the live feed and those of you listening to the audio. Uh, as I mentioned, this is episode 41. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this evening. Uh, I I will be honest. I tease a little bit on the teaser video on Facebook uh, that it, I've had a I've had a very weird week, a very 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 weird week, uh, and and it, it's kind of I don't want to say it's negatively affecting the podcast, but it was I'll be honest a little tough to get get everything together for the podcast tonight, uh, and so I'll talk a little bit about that in the opening just so everyone's aware because it does go back to kind of what I've talked about on previous episodes of the podcast, so we'll get into that a little bit. Um, all right, social plugs as usual, as always. This is this is where we monetize. This is where we need all of your interaction. I know everyone. We we have the most subscribers really just on the audio feed and on the podcast itself. We really need to continue building everywhere else. So we're going to do the social plugs as per usual. If you're a Facebook user, you like the Facebook interface, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/slash go tell it to the wall. If you're a Twitter user, you can follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic muppet uh, and of course if you enjoy perusing the youtube videos and the youtube content just don't be looking at that logan paul shit that's up there still uh, then you can find us on youtube just search go tells the wall on youtube and you will surely find our channel uh, and of course most importantly of all of those things would be seanorourkelive.com that's right seanorourkelive.com if you're having trouble finding any of those sites that I just mentioned, any of those social media platforms, uh, SeanOrourkeLive.com is kind of your one-stop shop for all of those platforms. You can get to all of those platforms through SeanOrourkeLive.com, and of course, we have some content up there that you really can't find anywhere else. There's some pictures and videos that are only on the website, uh, and of course, that's your really your best way to get to Patreon. Uh, I think you can access Patreon through the Facebook page as well, uh, but check out the site. Check out the site. Come on. Check it out, SeanRogueLive.com. You all know that you're you're going on these websites and checking out the Kardashians and watching a bunch of cat videos. And in fact, if you look at the 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 Twitter followers that the Orange Menace has, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now, I'm not saying I need that this this podcast deserves the same amount of followers as the Orange Menace. Uh, but come on, if you're following some and if you follow them because you like it, that's fine. You like the Orange Menace. You're probably not listening to this podcast because you would be extremely offended. Uh, but the majority of the people that I know that are following him aren't following him because they like him. So maybe give us a little follow as well. Come on. Bring it, wall fans. Bring it. We want to continue growing that stuff. Uh, another thing, top of the show. I've been teasing this for months, months, months. And that would be the Go Tells the Wall podcast stickers. Well, they are officially... I don't want to say they are officially in production, but we are officially in the design phase. It is literally being designed right now, right now, uh, and, and so we are getting those as soon as the design is done. They will go to the printer, and we will have them produced, and we will be able to give out some Go Tell the Wall podcast stickers. How do you get a sticker, you ask? Well, the best way to get a sticker, a Go Tell to the Wall official Go Tell to Wall podcast sticker, would be to check out Patreon, donate, become a patron. And I guarantee you're going to get a sticker. Now, I'm probably going to be giving these out elsewhere and all that other good stuff, so keep an eye out elsewhere, you know. Uh, but if, you, if you, you're like, I need to have a sticker, that's the best way to do it. Check out Patreon, throw a couple dollars our way, and you will, will receive 
a Go Tell to Wall podcast sticker. Uh, so look forward to that. Look forward to that. Um, all right. So I want to talk a little bit. Uh, n- let me do this one first. So I had a story that I teased last week, uh, last, epi- last episode, episode 40, where I, I came in with very minimal notes. And I just was I was going to go off the wall, kind of off the cuff and, and just just run with it. Uh, and, and there's a story that I kind of teased. And it's not, I don't want to say this is a crazy story, but it's kind of give you an idea. It will kind of give you an idea of where I come from and kind of the mentality that I take going into really anything like this. Uh, so I've been public speaking, I, I, you know, since I was a teenager, really. I had terrible stage fright as a kid, <laughs> like terrible, terrible. I didn't want to talk in front of anyone. Uh, if I got in front of a crowd as a kid, up, you know, until I was like, I don't want to say 14, 15, uh, I just, I would burst into laughter. I couldn't do it. Was never an actor, still not an actor to this day, was never an actor. Uh, and, and some point along the lines, I came in my own. And I'm not going to get into details on that, but I was involved in, in an organization that was attached to the church, you know, uh, grew up Catholic, you know, cradle Catholic. And, and through that organization, I ended up kind of working my way up and, and, and getting to a point where I was doing public speaking, like essentially... I'm not going to get in again, not get into details, but if, if you're familiar with the the Squires of Columbus, I was actually the the top person in the state. And this would be uh, for kid for kids, you know, kids 18 and under. I was actually at the, the, at the top of that in California. And so I went to a, a large convention for the entire state in Sacramento when I was uh, I'll say 16, 17. And I go up there and I'm supposed to give a speech to 2000, about 2000 delegates at this convention, give a speech. And I'm, I'm up the night before him, and I hope my, my, my father and I are at this convention. Uh, he took me up there knowing I had to give this speech. Uh, and, and I'm up all night writing this speech. Writing. I'm writing on note cards. You know, as you do, you write on note cards. I took speech, you know, class in high school, writing on note cards. Working all night. Got no sleep. You know, minimal sleep. Yeah, I did sleep a little bit. Get up the next morning. Have some breakfast. I'm um, doing my speech in the afternoon. Nervous as heck. As much, you know, I, I've spoken in front of people at this point, but we're talking 2,000 people. Uh, and... and Nervous as all get out. And, and so what I did was I'm, I, they bring me backstage at this huge convention center. It's in a hotel, but a huge convention center in their downtown Sacramento. They bring me backstage. And then they go to call me up to the stage. And I'm, I'm holding my note cards. And they call me up to the stage. And all of these, two, about, about 2,000 people stand and start clapping as I'm walking out on stage. <laughs> Talk about adding to stage fright, right? I mean, just completely adding to stage fright. Uh, and, and so as I'm walking out, I realize, like, I don't want to be robotic. I didn't want to be robotic. So I literally took my note cards and I stuck them in my pocket. I stuck them in my pants pocket and I walked up to that podium and I'll never forget this to this day. I walked up to that podium and I literally told all 2000 people, I said, you know, I had the speech written and th- this is honest to God, truth, hand to God. And like, I'm not, this is, you know, he was, I had the speech written. I threw it. No, no, I didn't make a make it, you know, a, a, a thing of throwing the cards away or anything, just had them in my pocket. And I said to these 2,000 people, I said, you know, I was going to come up here, I had a speech written and everything else, but I wanted to talk from the heart. Wanted to talk from the heart. And it was from that day forward that really any time I spoke publicly in front of people, which has been many, 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 many times over the years, uh, whether I was giving a speech or a talk, uh, you know, working a retreat and whatever it might have been, uh, of course, mobile DJing, which I did a lot of, a lot of that um, in my day, still do it now and then, uh, and then hosting live events nowadays, uh, which I do quite a bit of as well. Um, so that, I, I would say that was the moment where I realized, you know, I'm not going to be that guy that is constantly scripting things 
And still to this day, I'm really not that guy with Go Tell to the Wall podcast. What I do, I do take some notes simply because I'm sitting here for an hour uh, and, and, and I always say, I'm doing show prep. I did some research, whatever it is. I don't want to, it's really not research. It's really me just pulling current topics and then putting my spin on them, adding common sense to them or other things that I am passionate about or I know people are passionate about. You know, that's that hashtag have passion. We use that quite a bit here at Go Tell Us a Wall podcast. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with everyone to kind of give you an idea because I did tease it last week and I think everyone has their own journey no matter what you do. You know, if you're an actor, a dancer, you're a lawyer, whatever it is, a doctor, everyone has their own path where something told them that was their path. And I, I will never forget that day where I was told, this is kind of my path. This is kind of my path. Now, did I deviate? Yes. Yeah. I went into marketing for, you know, 10 years at the major studios here in, in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. <laughs> They're actually in Los Angeles. For those of you that don't live in Los Angeles, you think, oh, Hollywood, it's all in Hollywood. In Hollywood, it's, it's homeless people and, and people drinking too much and tourists. That's really what Hollywood is. Everything, and there's a couple studios right there near Hollywood, but the majority of them are elsewhere. Uh, Hollywood is, is a bit of a tourist trap. Uh, so every, everyone has their journey, and, and that's something I will never forget personally uh, for the rest of my life as I continue this journey and continue, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a young guy, you know, and I chose to kind of restart my career in my 30s, you know, in my 30s. Uh, which is interesting because Zach Braff actually has, and th my wife said this to me earlier because I'm always having trouble with the content. And, you know, try, and, and am I good enough for what we're doing? Am I am, am I entertaining? Are we, you know? And she said, if you, if you've never gotten a sign before, Zach Braff, who was the star of Scrubs and had some films and everything else, has a new show coming out where he is a he's a father, and he gave up his current job uh, to start a podcast <laughs> and to continue to grow that podcast. I haven't seen the show yet, but I'm a big Zach Braff fan. And, and thank you to my wife for, for pointing that out as a little bit of a sign because I do believe in those signs very, very, very much so. Um, so that being said, I want to I want to invite you all in personally. And, and I say this because I talk about my personal life on the podcast and I talk about it with the hopes that maybe someone out there can relate. I've talked about my mental illness, always talk about my mental illness. Uh, you know, I've talked about my opinions on certain things. Um, and when it comes to my personal life, I really do share that with many of you. And I have teased, I mean, not teased, I've talked about this a little bit in the past. Uh, and that would be my biological father. Uh, and, and, and I know I've mentioned this in the past because I talk about my dad and I've mentioned my biological father who are obviously two different people. Well, the weirdness this week, I got a call on Monday, uh, actually from my mother. She got a random call. Uh, from and and for the purposes of of not having to say biological father, his name was Michael, uh, and and for a long time, for many 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 years, I've referred to him as Michael simply because that's his name. He you know I have a dad, he's my bio biological father. His name is Michael. My mother gets a phone call. She's actually uh, up in Oregon right now for work. Um, gets a phone call from the uh, the community that he was living in in Florida. Uh, and they didn't have any other contact info. So weirdly, they called my mother, who's his ex-wife, uh, and informed her that he had unfortunately passed away. So then she called me right after she hung up with him. And I just got a really weird call, and she said, you know, Michael passed away. And she's like, I don't think anyone knows. I don't think any, any you know, I was the first to find out. And sure enough, she was. So I call the place to get some more info. 
I said, I, you know, I, I'm his biological son, uh, and I know you don't have any contact info. And, you know, so I get a little more information from the police. But then, of course, I have to turn around because I have a sister uh, who we share that same biological father, different mothers. We share that same biological father. I had to turn around and then call her. Now, Michael is someone I have not seen this this person in almost 30 years. I haven't seen him almost 30 years. My sister Bridget has seen him. She spent Thanksgiving with him. And so the weirdness came in because I've had a loss. And and those of you that listen to the podcast, I, I had a lot of loss in 2017. A lot. Just too much. Uh, and then sure enough, like a week into 2018, more loss. Now, it's weird because I didn't have a relationship with Michael. Just didn't. Just didn't. Now, Bridget did. So the first part of that, the hard part, was telling my sister that her father had passed away. Calling her and telling her that her father had passed away. It really hit me that night after I told her. I said, this is not something I was ever prepared to do. In fact, I knew this was, this was one day going to come. I figured she would be calling me to tell me. Then on top of that, I've been just days of, we didn't have a relationship, but it's still one of these weird things, you know? One of these weird things where I wouldn't say I'm grieving, uh, but I have feelings about it. I have feelings about it. We didn't have a relationship, but it's still one of those things. So, Wall fans, bear with me, especially if you're watching on a live feed. That's kind of what I've been going through this week. Uh, I lost a biological father. I didn't lose a dad, but I lost a biological father who I knew um, but didn't have a relationship with. And this is just one of those things. And, and I'm going to tell anyone out there, if you've been in this situation, it's okay to be a little confused. I'm still confused. Not, not confused. Confused and not conflicted, but just weird. It's weird. I have feelings. Not sadness, not relief, not anything, just weird. And to know that out there, Wall fans, if anyone's listening, it's okay. It's okay to feel weird, you know? Things don't have to be black and white. Um, But my thoughts are especially with my sister and with uh, Michael's sisters who are still living. And In fact, I've spoken on the podcast about my godfather, Ben Grogan. That was uh, Michael's brother who was gunned down in 1986. and unfortunately, Michael's other brother, Pat, passed away quite a few years back. Um, so now his sisters have had to bury three brothers, which I just I can't imagine um, having to deal with that. I, I've watched my mother do it once. Um, that would be three times that they've had to do it. And it's just too much. It's too much. Uh, so my thoughts and prayers. I, I know we make fun of that because the politicians always say, oh, thoughts and prayers. My thoughts and prayers very much uh, are with Michael and the rest of uh, the Grogan family. And again, please just bear with me. I like, I like to share these things uh, with the hopes that it will help someone else. You know, I always, with the thought of, there are many people out there with mental illness. Um, in fact, I've been watching that show, Shameless, and there's a lot of mental illness going on in there <laughs> as well. Um, all right, on that note, we're going to move along. We're going to get a little bit of ranting. Actually, let's tease the beer. Uh, hi, Bridget. Bridget has joined us. She will keep me in line. Uh, I'm going to tease the beer this week. We have a little Sierra Nevada Hot Bullet Double IPA. Hot Bullet Double IPA. This is at Sierra Nevada. We, I think I've had Sierra Nevadas on here before. They're a little bit bigger brewery. Uh, I'm actually waiting because I've gotten I got a, a beer subscription uh, for, for Christmas, uh, from, from my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. So I'm waiting for those beers to come in. Hopefully we'll have some nice craft beers for you, some more unique stuff. This one, I think you can just buy, uh, elsewhere. 
like in the, elsewhere, <laughs> elsewhere. You can buy this one in the grocery store. I got this one at like Vons here in Los Angeles. Uh, so we're going to try and get some more unique ones in here. Uh, but I do recommend the Sierra Nevada Hot Bullet Double IPA. Uh, it, it's a tasty one if you like IPAs. It is a little hoppy if you're not an IPA fan. So, you know, don't go run out getting it if you're not an IPA fan. We do too many IPAs here on the podcast. It, it, it's kind of out of hand. Uh, so we're going to try to switch that up here in 2018. Going to try to switch it up in 2018 just so we can get more of the, the lesser known beers out there and, 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 you know, just for your knowledge. I mean, I enjoy drinking beer, but this is also to kind of like show everyone out there new beers. That's, that's what I try to do, you know. Uh, and on that note, let's get into some social. And I want to tease a little bit of social here. Because the thing is, I said it last week, I ha- I literally have content ready to go up on YouTube in addition to what's already on there, new content. Uh, now, with everything that happened this week, it's just been a weird week, and I, I just I didn't have time uh, to deal with that, so it has not gone up yet, and, and I don't have additional help this week to actually get stuff posted. But, but, for the Avid Wall fans, coming soon on YouTube, we are going to have, of course, Go Tell It to the Baby. That's coming. Go Tell It to the Baby is coming. Uh, we've already got content. In addition to that, we're going to have a how-to video playlist. That's right. For those of you that listen to the podcast and watch on the live feed every week, you know that I make fun of those how-to videos because they go through a complete explanation and read the entire manual of whatever they're doing a how-to on because they're trying to get clicks and all this other stuff, and they need to show off that they can read a manual, I guess. I, I don't know, but that's I guess that's what they're doing. However, what we're going to do is have some how-to videos, but debunk all the other idiotic videos that are out there. Like the one I talked about a while back where the guy was showing you how to unscrew your Surface Pen, your, your, the stylus that comes with Microsoft Surface. Uh, you know, I've actually got one sitting right here. As you know, if you're an, if you're an avid fan, I am a Microsoft Surface user. Uh, and basically telling people how to break their pen just to change the, change the, the stylus in there. Hey, Jeff. Good to see you. We're having more people join on the live feed here. Uh... And basically showing people how to break their pen, their, their stylus. So what we're going to do is debunk those videos. Now, it's going to be a how-to, but we're going to debunk videos like that and show how to properly do things. And without reading a manual beforehand, we'll probably have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, but without reading a manual beforehand, we're going to do these how-to videos. So that's coming on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, something I've been wanting to do, and we're finally launching it, we're going to do some product reviews uh, in addition to beer reviews. I think I've said we're going to do beer reviews, but we're also going to do some product reviews. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be stuff kind of that's in my world, in Go Tell to the Wall podcast world, and stuff that I like, you know, like Vans. We've got the hot Vans sweatshirt going tonight. It's going to be kind of that stuff, but we're going to get that content up there. And I promise you... Lots of common sense, of course, but also some comedy uh, and, and all the good stuff. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be up before the next episode. Um, like I said, it should have been up this week. It's just been a very, very weird, long week that, that I'm getting through uh, and kind of happy the week's over, to be totally honest with you. Um, all right, a little more social. I hate doing this. I really do. But I feel like because I know that wall fans really have common sense. So this is a platform where I can do this, and it's not going to lead to what it has elsewhere. And that would be the completely idiotic asshole that is Logan Paul. That's right. Logan Paul, we've talked about him. I talked A year ago, I talked about the guy on the podcast, and I said he's a, he's a sociopath and a psychopath, and it's going to get worse. And blah, 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 blah. I you know, patted myself on the back last week. Well, what happened was he did his little apology video 
where I'm sorry that I lost money and I lost fans and people got mad. You know what happened after that apology video, wall fans? Do you know what happened? And this this is just this is the, an example of what's wrong with the world. This is why the orange menace can be elected into office. After that apology video, where we all realized the guy was an asshole, which I did to begin with, but really the rest of the world should realize the guy's an idiot. After that apology video, his subscriber numbers increased by 80,000. 80,000 subscribers after his apology video. Hey, YouTube, sorry I'm a complete asshole, and I did something that's really just reprehensible. Click, 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 like, 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 subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. This is the world we live in, wall fans. This is the world we live in. We're this guy. I, just honestly, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? And on top of that, YouTube, which I, I sit here and I'm always disparaging YouTube because they're not doing their freaking job. They're just not doing their job. Well, YouTube finally came out and spoke out against it. 11 days later, they finally put out a statement the other day, 11 days after the video went up, and not even mentioning the fact that they let the video go up, despite the fact that the video was flagged and reported. Gosh, I'm getting a little feedback. Are you guys getting, getting a little feedback in my headphones? I may need to get the pop filter out here. Um, but that's the world we live in, wall fans. That's the world we live in. And in fact, on that same note, the gullibility of, of, of people in this world and, and people on the internet and social platforms is just amazing. It's amazing. And let me give you an example of that. There's a little story that came out about the Orange Menace and kind of his, what he does in the White House, you know, like his day-to-day. -day. Well, the thing is, if you go back and look at it, it's actually a little, I don't want to call it a, a complete parody, but it wasn't completely true. And part of that was that he insists on having the Gorilla Channel on all day. And he had the White House staffers make sure he could get the Gorilla Channel like in his office or his room, his his house within the White House. You know, the the East Wing, I think, is where where they the residence is. Well, here's the thing, Wall fans. There's no Gorilla Channel. There's no Gorilla Channel. But what happened was people read this article and started searching for the Gorilla Channel, thinking the Gorilla Channel existed. That's the gullibility of society and of the internet looking for the Gorilla Channel that didn't exist because an article said the Orange Menace watches the Gorilla Channel. Think, think, think. And in fact, really, this only came on my radar because a Netflix tweet came out, and Netflix tweeted, stop asking us for the Gorilla Channel. We don't have the Gorilla Channel. And my wife actually brought this up with me. She's like, what is the Gorilla Channel? Is that a thing? I was like, I don't know. I don't even know. And then sure enough, like a day later, I find an article, oh, people are just dumb. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. That's a, I've, I've said this so many times before, you can't, you like, I, I don't even want to say it again. I don't even want to say it again. Because if you're believing everything you read on the internet, like, I, there's no helping you. There's just no helping you. Like, they're, they're just, there is no helping you. Uh, but the Gorilla Channel doesn't exist. Uh, I will back up on that a little bit. Uh, because I think, I do believe a Gorilla Channel does now exist. Uh, I don't know, Chris, if you're on, or Bridget, Chris might know this right offhand, our, our fact checker. Uh, I believe Vice put together a like a YouTube channel it's all gorillas and so they're so but they did it because of the ridiculousness that came out of the gorilla channel and everything else so the gorilla channel like on cable it doesn't exist it's like a YouTube channel so get over it stop searching for the gorilla channel <laughs> fortunately I know wall fans have a lot of common sense and probably maybe even if you did look for the gorilla channel it took you like five minutes to go oh oh that's not a real thing okay all right let's move along here 
now, I debated having this one in social or sports, but I left it in social because it kind of started out uh, as, a, as a social thing, I guess. And I want to pull the exact quote here. Uh, let me see here. And that would be Floyd Mayweather. Now, I've talked about Floyd Mayweather before on this podcast. Uh, he's a domestic abuser. He, he, I mean, shouldn't, like, we shouldn't even be giving him airtime. However, he does still get airtime because he is basically the, the winningest boxer of all time, debatably which I will debate people on that because I'm not even a huge boxing fan, but debatably. Um, but he was doing an interview with Men's Health, with Men's Health. And I want to I give you kind of exact quotes here because this is just an example, uh, more example of the ignorance of people and just kind of like making things about themselves. So we have people like Floyd, and this is the same thing, I, I talk about the Kardashians. You know, we lift them up and we lift up just just bad role models and bad examples for our kids and for our teens and for society. And here's one here. Why are we lifting up Floyd Mayweather? Here's just an example of why we shouldn't be. So men's health asked um, and they and they said, we've been asking a lot of men in light of the hashtag me Too move, movement. Uh, how can men grow in 2018? And so Floyd May- Mayweather's response, the who? No, I hadn't even heard of me too. The Me Too, and then men's health. The Me Too movement, women speaking out about sexual assault. And then here's Floyd Mayweather's response. And this, like, it just, it makes me weep. Weep for humanity. Oh, because when you say Me Too, my thing was this. When somebody, this is direct quote, and I quote, Oh, because when you say Me Too, my thing was this. When somebody be like, I got a Rolls Royce, I be like, me too. When somebody say they got a private jet, I say, me too. I got two. Me too. It's amazing. It's amazing. The ignorance. And here we go. Men's Health is interviewing this this person, probably putting this in their magazine. And that's the kind of responses you get. I just don't get it. In fact, there's another quote, and I quote, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. My Me Too movement from the beginning was whenever somebody said they have, I'm like Me Too, somebody say they got a billion dollars, I say I made a billion dollars, Me Too, end quote. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh God. Oh, God, wall fans. It just, I, it just, it makes me, it makes me want to drink, drink, and just go to sleep until... Common sense can once again rule the land. I don't think common sense ever did. But you know what we can do, Wall fans? We can spread the common sense. We can spread the common sense. All right, let's move along here on a little bit of social. I've got an important plug here, too, that I've got in social, so make sure you're paying attention for that one. This other stuff's junk. <laughs> I'm just reminded. What's up, AJ? I see you jump in there on the, uh, on the live feed. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I, like... I can't get over this Floyd Mayweather stuff because it's it's one thing to not know the hashtag me too, but then the response, like the ignorant response, like even if you're like, oh, I didn't understand that. And someone tells you it's all about sexual assault and sex, like standing up for sexual assault and sexual harassment. He's like, well, I got a billion dollars. Like, wait, what? What just happened? And this is why the Orange Menace was elected to office because of people like Floyd Mayweather, because unfortunately there are too many people like Floyd Mayweather in this world. Ignore all the other stuff. Grab him by the pussy. Oh, but he's rich. Oh, he's a billionaire. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. I, I weep. I weep for humanity. Oh, oh, 
fortunately, there's a lot of us out there with common sense, and hopefully, there's more the those of us with common sense are breeding more than the ones that don't have common sense, and we can continue to cultivate that within the world. Oh, that's all I can hope for. Um, all right, <laughs> this is a funny one. I know everyone's going to enjoy this one, and I put this one in social because this one g- became viral because some a, a guy captured a photo uh, at a Costco in Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita, California, which is just north of Los Angeles. If you're not familiar with Southern California, uh, it's actually right near where uh, uh, blanking on it. Magic Mountain, <laughs> Six Flags Magic Mountain is uh, there's actually an, an awesome outlet center up there r- near there in Camarillo. Uh, I only say awesome because they have big vans <laughs> outlet. I go in there and drop some money on vans. I can drop a billion dollars on vans, Floyd. No, I'm just kidding. There'd be a lot of freaking vans. I'd have to have a whole house for my vans because vans vans cost like forty bucks. <laughs> We're not talking Jordans here. We're talking forty dollar forty dollar canvas shoes. Um, all right. Anyway, Costco in Santa Clarita. Guy captured this on January fourth. January fourth, he captured this with his camera and then posted it to social media and it became viral. A woman came into the Costco in Santa Clarita on January fourth. Dragging her Christmas tree that she had purchased there in December. She went to the return counter with her Christmas tree and told the person working the return counter that she would like to return her Christmas tree because it was dead. This was January 4th. Well, wall fans, what happens to Christmas trees after a while? What happens to Christmas trees? They die. If you have a real Christmas tree, it dies. You know, get on that fake Christmas tree train, man. I tell you, that's so much easier. It takes up a little more space in your garage. Because you got to put the thing in there for, you know, eight months. But really, get on the fake Christmas tree train. I, I'm telling you. If, if you lo- There's nothing wrong with real Christmas tree. If you love them, that's fine. It just <laughs> so much easier. Uh, here's the crazy thing about Costco. They have such a ridiculous return policy. Costco took the damn thing back and gave her a refund. They took the return on the dead Christmas tree and gave her a refund. Now, wall fans, that being said, I want to hear all of your ridiculous stories Try to return anything you can. Uh, and I do have a funny story for you. I've said this. In fact, I usually, when there's something weird about, like, I don't want to say, like, weird. I'm, I'm not trying to scam the system. But when it's like, you know, there's this part of this is, like, I, I, I leave it to my wife. I'm like, honey, you return this. Like, I don't have, the, you know, if I'm just straight up returning something, like, nah, I don't want, like, that's fine. But when there's something, like, weird, like, I got to have a conversation. Like, I'm like, honey, do you, can you return this? Can you make that phone call? Uh, and I get that because I grew up with a mother who was very good at returning things. And in fact, uh, when I was a teenager, this was when uh, disc, the disc man, like the portable CD players, had like just become just come out and become popular. Uh, and I had one that I'd gotten for Christmas. Months and months and months and months later, uh, and I think my my mother must have given it to me for Christmas. I'm like, oh shoot, my disc, like it messed up. This is <laughs> when you had to use CDs, millennials out there. I know, and and now the now the non millennials are like, I had to use cassettes. I had to use cassettes too. Calm down, but I did get CDs as a teenager, uh, and they weren't they weren't very mm, durable. Uh, and I think this particular Discman CD player that I had came from Walmart. So <laughs> you know, right there, oh, not gonna get high quality there. So like ten months later, almost a year later, I said to my my, my Discman broke. I, you know, can we go get a new Discman? Teenager. I mean, I think I have my, maybe I might have said, I'm going to go get a new disc man. I had my own money, but those things were like 150. I mean, it's when they're brand new, like 150. They're not cheap. And my mom goes, What's wrong with this? It's broken. It's not working. Oh, don't worry. We'll go return it. Return it. I said to my mother, Ma, it's been, it's been like 10 months. I, I don't think they'll take it back. Nah, we'll return it. We'll return it. So I give it to her. <laughs> she goes to Walmart the next day, comes home, 
brand new disc man in the box. She goes, yeah, I returned it. I told him it didn't work. I was like, what? What do you mean he told him it didn't work? I I mean, I feel like I got my use out of it. I, pro- I probably broke the damn thing. Nope. Returned it. Uh, so that being said, that's why I have my wife do those more difficult things. Uh, and I would love to hear your funny stories, wall fans, really anybody out there, of stuff that you've returned. Because uh, I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious. And especially if you're doing it at Costco. Uh, maybe let's push this, push the envelope a little. Does anyone still have a, does, if anyone out there still has a Christmas tree laying around, I mean, you should probably get rid of the thing because January 6th was almost a week ago. That's when the Christmas decorations come down. And if you had a real tree, it's probably very, very dry and very, very fire hazardy. Fire hazardy. Hazardy. Uh, new Go Tell the Wall podcast term, wall fans. Hazardy. But if you still have one, let me know because I would love to uh, to get some people trying to return the damn thing to Costco if you got it at Costco. I would love to to see if you could do it even now. We're we're like almost a month removed from Christmas. Let's let's see how far we could push it. Like just just straight up bring the trunk in. Like, oh, it died. I don't know what happened. It must have died. Um, and that actually reminds. Oh my gosh. See, we're getting very tangented, but I feel like this is a fun story. Uh, and I and I do want to want to bring this up because I have been guilty of it in one instance previously uh, when I was a teenager. Young teenager, like like 13. Uh, my parents and I lived in an apartment complex for about a year. We were between houses. And my very, very good friend that I've known since we were in third grade, uh, Art McCann, I've mentioned him on the podcast. I'm sure he's a big fan of the podcast. He's going to listen to this and probably remember the story. Uh, we lived right near a Walmart. There was a Walmart in, in Poway, California, where we lived, Southern California, San Diego, near San Diego. And we used to go over there all the time. They had a big... Uh, a, like fish department, fish and aquatics department. We'd go over there and we'd get a couple fish and we had like a fish bowl. Um, and I ha- even had like a crawfish. And they had this policy at Walmart that if your fish died within like 10 days, you could bring it back and they would give you a new fish. And the thing is, I remember laughing at that when I first saw it as like a 13 year old, like people bring fish back in. And the thing was, they did this as like a, no, you'll be okay even if it dies. But the majority of people weren't returning them. Well, my buddy Art and I, We'd go in there and get fish once in a while, like just fun little goldfish. We each had like a fish bowl in our room. I can't, I can't remember exactly where it was. I had, like I said, I had crawfish. Um, who used to try to attack the fish? A couple times we had the fish die. Like we had fish that died. Well, you better believe Art and I were taking those fish back across the street over to Walmart, and we did it a couple times, literally carrying a dead fish in a plastic bag over to Walmart to get ourselves a new fish. Yeah, so I guess I've been there too on the return thing, but Walmart's fault for making that their policy. I don't think Costco had a policy like, return your dead Christmas tree. I don't think that was happening. Uh, So that did happen. That did happen. Um, All right, one more thing on social, and this would be the big controversy going on with H&M. H&M is a clothing store, if you're not familiar with it. Super cheap clothing. I don't go in there. I'm way too old to be walking in there. Way too old and not hip enough to be walking in there. I did this last week. I had to go to uh, the, the Glendale Gallery. It's a mall, big mall here in, in Los Angeles. I went there with uh, with my daughter, and I had to return a couple things from Christmas. It's the main reason I went there. But I was looking for some new T-shirts, uh, and I was going to hit the van store. <laughs> if, if I'm ever stuck in a mall, I go to the van store. And I walked into all the, like a few different stores, just, and I'm pushing my, my daughter in a stroller. Most of the stores, and I was just like, I am I'm way too old to be standing in here. And I realized after I left the mall, I was like, I, I don't need to be going to malls anymore, anymore for the rest of my life. Unless I'm going to a, like a big Macy's shopper. Uh, that's where I get the majority of my clothes. It's just easy, you know. Uh, but even then, you don't necessarily have to go to like a big mall to go to a Macy's. We've got, I got a freestanding one right here in, in my neighborhood. That's <laughs> kind of where I go. Uh, so anyway, 
H&M, they had a controversy because they had a catalog image of a boy wearing a hooded sweatshirt, and it's African-American boy, and the hooded sweatshirt has across the front, coolest monkey in the jungle. This is an African-American boy. So think about that for a minute, wall fans. If I have to explain that to you, just do a little Googling. This, you, you don't, you, you, that is a derogatory term uh, for someone with dark skin. For someone who's African-American, any, anything along those lines, you know, if you're not familiar with it, Google it like I, you know, or don't Google it. Just know it's insulting. It's insulting. It's insulting. You know, it's like, it's like constantly calling me dumb because I'm Polak. It's, it's, it goes along the same lines, you know, um, much worse. I would say this is much worse simply because African-Americans have been part of systematic racism for too, too long. This is much, much worse. But as an example, you know, from my side, that could be kind of an example. And so what happened was everyone spoke out against this, including LeBron James. LeBron James came and spoke out against it. In fact, people with Photoshop skills then started to Photoshop different letters on the thing. You know, like I can't remember any of them offhand. I, I honestly can't. Uh, but more positive stuff instead of coolest monkey in the jungle. I just, I, I, it's, it's so hard for me to understand how this gets passed. How, like, how, does, how is this okay, H&M? H&M came out and apologized and removed it. You know, okay, it slipped by. Well, then what happened in the past couple days is the mother of this young boy came out and defended him, defended, not defended him, defended the photo through Facebook and through social media and saying everyone is being too sensitive. Well, wall fans, I want to know what you think because I think this is absolutely wrong to be promoting a sweatshirt that says coolest monkey in the jungle, really on anybody, but especially on, on a young African-American boy inexcusable it's completely inexcusable thank you uh aj calabrese is hitting me that was one of them coolest king on the playground i think that was one of lebron james they were switching them up switching them up understandably uh, but the mother defended it and said that everyone's being oversensitive and i gotta be honest i think she's absolutely dead wrong here you know because imagine imagine a, a blonde haired blue-eyed white boy saltiest cracker in the box would that be okay? Would that be okay, wall fans? Saltiest cracker in the box. I mean, think about it. You know? Or like, an, I, I can't think off, off the top of my head, but an, an Asian sweatshirt with something to do with rice. Like, would that be okay? No. No, it wouldn't be okay. Uh, now, of course, the mother has deleted everything, and you can do your Googling, and if you want to see the screenshots of it, that you know, that's fine. I, I get it. Uh, but inexcusable inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. All right, I do have one more thing for social. And it's fantastic that the great AJ Calabrese has joined us for the live feed. That's right, wall fans. AJ Calabrese is a friend of mine from high school, but he also happens to be one of the co-hosts of the new, new-ish, new-ish, few episodes in, podcast called Dad Fiction. Dad Fiction. Uh, now, wall fans, I want all of you to go out Check out Dad Fiction, especially those of you that just listen to audio, because I know we, we, we pulled two to 3,000 subscribers on the audio. <laughs> we pulled like 100 on Facebook. It's like, hey, 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 can we get a little connection here? You know, Pot I, Potomatic's doing some, Facebook, I don't know. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Um, yeah, see, and that's, AJ's bringing up a good point. So I want to go back to, I'm going to promote Dad Fiction a little bit more. That's something that we that I'm a big proponent of here at Go Tell to Wall Podcast, and AJ's bringing up a good point. Uh, people are way too sensitive in general, and I will agree with that, and I find myself doing that personally. 
However, the important thing that AJ is bringing up here is if people, the reactions to it should make you realize that it is offensive to people. And I've said that many times on the podcast. If it offends one person, then it's, then it's offensive, you know, then it's offensive. And this is one of those situations. Uh, so thank you, AJ, uh, the great AJ Calabrese of the podcast Dad Fiction. Check them out on Facebook. Uh, just search Dad Fiction. They, you can check out their website, dadfiction.net, dadfiction.net. Uh, and of course, on YouTube, just search Dad Fiction, right? Uh, and if you're on the live feed, AJ, go ahead and hit us with some links if, if you feel like it. For those of you just listening, do the searching, all that good stuff. Uh, and, and we'll figure out where their actual pod is hosted because that, that always helps too. I'm sure, I'm sure they're on the, the iTunes and everything else. But I know they're on a big push for YouTube uh, and for the website. So just check out dadfiction.net or, or search them on YouTube. All right, let's get into a little TV, film, and books. I do have a follow-up. Oh, do I have a follow-up? i got to take a sip of beer before this one. So last week, last episode, I talked a little bit about geek porn and how apparently that's a thing. Like romance novels for, for male geeks. Not even romance novels. Geek novels uh, for males with gratuitous sex in them. And I talked about a book called Pen is Mightier. I was like, I'm not going to read this book again. Well, well, wall fans, the other night, going to bed, and I need something to read. And so the easiest thing to do is just pick up my Kindle back to where I was in that book. I was like, I'll give it another shot. Maybe maybe I was being a little ridiculous. I'll give it another shot, you know? Well, <laughs> it just got worse. <laughs> to the point where the main... And I talked about it last week, if you, if you hadn't listened last week, the gratuitous sex in it, and not only that, but just the, the descriptions of every female in it. Like, he's walking along, and there, you know... And it's not like, oh, I passed this 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 gorgeous blonde woman in the subway, or this... This woman that had a pierced nose, or you know, no, no, no. This woman had breasts like melons, and all like it's like Jesus Christ. Well, it just got worse. The gratuitous sex, and the main character, and I put it down after this point. Main character starts off with one woman, then another woman shows up, and he turns it into a threesome. Then those two women go to bed, and another woman shows up, and he's messing around with that woman in the, sh- and it's just like, I, I don't, I, you know, like pornography is so accessible these days. Like, can I just get a normal friggin' book? Like, you know, everything, everything is so hyper-sexualized these days. It, it, it's amazing. And I've mentioned that many times on the podcast. Like, we don't have to sexualize everything. I get it. Sex sells. Okay, whatever. You know, if you all need me to take off my shirt and, and sell some sex here for the podcast to get some, okay, get some light. No, no, that, that'd probably have the opposite effect. Um, oh, I'm not sure. It might be. That might be the one. Uh, I'll have to, um, you know, I'm going to look at the exact title. I'm getting a question if it's written. Pen is, but pen, like, 15. That might be. God, see, I haven't put much, <laughs> paid much attention to the book. Uh, I'll get back to wall fans on that one, just in case you do want to check out some geek porn. Uh, but it's ridiculous. Like I said, everything's hyper-sexualized. And I get it. You know, I've, I've talked about it before. Carl's Jr. ads back in the 90s. All this, everything. Sex sells. Everything. But it's really getting tiresome. Like, for me personally, and I know I can't be the only one that it's becoming tiresome because everything doesn't have to have sex in it. I've been watching that show Shameless. You know, it's very vulgar. It's very vulgar. Drug use and and sex and cursing and everything. But there's, like, unnecessary sex scenes. And I get it. Okay, we're throwing unnecessary sex scenes. We all saw the specials back in the day with uh, with Sylvester Stallone and what's-her-face who never wears clothes. Sharon Stone. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) Unnecessary sex. I get it. But it doesn't have to be in everything. 
It doesn't have to seep into everything. And in fact, I find myself watching Shameless and they start getting into like, and it's not like super gratuitous porn sex scene, but they get into a sex scene and I find myself being like, okay, another sex scene. Can we just get through this and move the friggin' story along? Like, I, I, I don't need, like, okay, yeah, that that woman has sex with a lot of guys. That guy has sex with a lot of guys. Like, I get it. Oh, she is having sex with an 18-year-old. Oh, my God. And a sex scene for every single one of them. So, wall fans, if you love it, that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But there's many of us out there that are just like, okay, I get it. I get it. People have sex. I get it. I have a daughter. I get it. Obviously, I have had sex. I get it. But it doesn't need to be shoved in our face every five minutes. Especially the point where it takes away from a show or from a commercial. Or makes me just honestly, don't. I just don't want to watch it. Like this book. This book might have been good if the author didn't make it geek porn and put sexist descriptions of all the female characters in it. So, I'm going back to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Rereading all of Sherlock Holmes, which I've read multiple times. All of Sherlock Holmes I will be rereading. What? No, Yelp's giving me... I'll tell you, Yelp, I don't need notifications from Yelp. I get a notification every day from Yelp. Hot new restaurant in your area. Yeah, Yelp, I live in Highland Park. Like, it's nationally recognized as an up-and-coming neighborhood. Of course there's a hot new place. I don't need you to tell me about it anyway. I'm just seeing little notifications come up. We're very tangented this week. God, you would think I wasn't, like, had no prep this week. That was last week. Ugh. I think it is the weirdness. You know what I think it is with the sex? I think there's a lot of adults out there that just didn't get it out of their system at a young age, and now they're making up for it. Or maybe the guy writing the book. Like, I, I got... I really don't mean to be insulting because I don't know the author of that book. I have a feeling the author of that book did not get laid a lot as a younger gentleman. And he's definitely a male writer. I don't even know the name of the author. It's a male. Because uh, I, I, even females interested in other females, I don't think would be writing like that. Unfortunately for me and for all the other males out there, females, they tend to think a little bit wiser than the rest of us who are thinking with something below our waist. All right, let's get into a little TV film books. I'm going to tell everyone, no music, no sports this week. No music, no sports. Who cares? <laughs> TV film and books, I do have one thing uh, on film. That was books that we were talking about and TV. I do have one thing on film, and I found this interesting. And, of course, the mouse is at it again. What do you know? The mouse, Disney, come on, Bob, do better. Well, they're working on a live-action feature for Aladdin. We're all familiar with Aladdin. Get old. Like, I'm not going to get any explanations on Aladdin. Animated film from Disney in the 90s. They're doing a live action because that's what Disney does is they beat everything to death. And if they have a minor success with one thing, they're going to continue to beat everything to death. And that would be the live action versions of all of their animated films. They did this Maleficent thing. They did Beauty and the Beast and all the other stuff. And now they're doing Aladdin. Speaking of beating things to death, all the Marvel stuff is failing on television. It's amazing. It's amazing. Not because I want the Marvel stuff to fail. The amazing part is it's so very Disney. They caught a little bit of success with a Marvel show. Little bit of success. And then they're it, it's like all in. Chips in the middle. Marvel. And then they're like, oh, shoot. Oh. Oh, all those other shows weren't successful? All those other shows that were basically just like shit in a film can? Oh. Well, how's that possible? <laughs> well, maybe you should have learned that from High School Musical 3. Think about it, mouse. Anyway, they're, sh they're filming Aladdin right now. They're in production on Aladdin. And the same old ridiculousness is coming up because Aladdin, uh, it, it, takes, it takes place in, in the Middle East. You know, it's Aladdin. 
I think they're in Arabia or, you know, nobody crucify me for not knowing exactly about, I don't remember my, I think my sister watched the movie when we were younger. Uh, and what's happening is of course they've hired a bunch of white actors, which is one thing that's terrible. You know, I mean, I was up in arms with, when, uh, Oh, Oh, Chris, you're on. Help me out. Black widow actress, um, blanking on her name when she was in ghost in the shell. Uh, I was up in arms because I'm like, dude, it's an anime film. Uh, Agrabah. Agrabah is is where it is. Thank you. That sounds. What did I say? That's something totally wrong. Uh, really, this that is my ignorance. I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm just I'm not familiar with the Middle East, and and it's been a long time since I've I've seen Aladdin. It's been a long, long, long time. Uh, that was a great Robin Williams playing the genie in in the original animated film. Uh, so it's it's one thing that they've brought in a bunch of white actors. We all know this happens. We all know Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson uh, when she was in Ghost in the Shell. I was up in arms because I love Ghost in the Shell. It was an anime film. It, it, like, why is there a white woman? So, you know, we shouldn't accept it, but we know what's going to happen. Well, it's gotten even worse because on the set of Aladdin, they're taking these white Caucasian actors. And in order to make them look Middle Eastern, they're spray tanning them. In fact, there's a quote from one of the actors on set where they saw a white Caucasian actor who was playing like a palace guard or something, came in, looked completely, looked like he was white Caucasian, went into makeup, came out a little while later, and the guy said he looked like a completely different person because they had spray tanned him. Uh, I think we can do better. I think we can do better, Disney. I think we can do better as a society. Uh, but I will tell you one thing. There is an article floating around, and this is the ridiculous George Takei. This is where I saw it because everyone shares his stuff. And in that article, there's a quote that says, they could have used Asian actors instead of white actors as all those extras. I got to be honest. I didn't take a lot of geography in school. I'm pretty sure Asia and the Middle East... Like, Chinese, Japanese people are different from people in the Middle East. I mean, I, I'm not positive. I'm really bad with geography. Pretty sure. So, George Takei. Uh, and I say George Takei because he pulled the quote and put it on his post on social platforms. Uh, maybe, you know, think. Think. Ugh. Like, it's not any better. Well, we couldn't have any Middle Eastern actors. Well, what about all these Asian actors? Wait, what do you mean? Like it's just it's the same thing. It's just just because they're minorities doesn't make make them Middle Eastern. Oh God! Uh, all right, we got some tech news. Tech news tonight, and we have some huge tech news tonight. In fact, a little drum roll. The great and fantastic store that we all thought was dead and done many many years ago that is Circuit City is back from the freaking dead. Circuit City, that's right, was announced at CES starting February 15th. February 15th. Circuit City will have a web presence and you will be able to order product off of them. They will also have experts on there to help you. Additionally, brick and mortar stores are coming back in the near future according to their CEO. Let's see if the brick and mortar actually happens. I'm not holding out hope on that. However, you will be able to access Circuit City online as of February 15th. Maybe I'll go buy a Discman. Hmm. I'm sure I bought a CD player at Circuit City. I, I totally did. I bought CD players. I put stereos in my cars when I was younger, when you actually had to do that. Can I get a CD player in here? 
you had to do that. And you put speakers in and all this other stuff. You know, that's right, kids. It was crazy back then. It was crazy. You, t- you took apart your car, not your car, but you took apart the speakers in your car and you put in higher-end speakers and you're cool because you did that. I was too. I had a CD player when I was, uh, when I was like 18, changed colors. <laughs> that was funny. It went from red to blue. And depending where I was, like red time, blue time. I know, it's weird. Kids, kids will never understand that. They're like, what do you mean? I just change the color on my iPad all the time, or my, my iPod all the time. Oh, they don't even make iPods anymore. They got the iPod touch around still. All right, let's move along here. Uh, so that's coming back. However, this one I saved from last week, and I put this one in tech because I 100% put the blame on the tech community on Silicon Valley for this, and that would be the new trend that is raw water. Raw water. So raw water is basically completely untreated water. And what's happening up in the Bay Area in Silicon Valley right now is they are selling two gallons of this for $60. $60 for untreated water that could literally kill you. Could literally kill you. Now, Wall fans, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I always joke about the ridiculousness on the Internet. In fact, I joked about it tonight on this episode. And the main thing I always say is if you look hard enough... On the internet, you will find somewhere that says water is bad for you. Well, we found it, wall fans, because raw water, it's not good for you. It's not. It's not. And in fact, I want to pull this exact quote from you from the the founder of Live Water, which is, is, is they're pushing this raw water stuff. Uh, and so just to tell you how ridiculous this is, uh, oh my gosh, here's his quote. And I quote, and he told this to the New York Times, tap water? You're drinking toilet water with both birth control drugs in them chloramine and on top of that they're putting in fluoride call me a conspiracy theorist but it's a mind controlling drug <laughs> mind controlling drug that has no benefit to our dental health oh watch out for that fluoride wall fans watch out for that fluoride oh man so mm, mm, just based on that quote you should know how ridiculous this guy is uh and i can't pronounce his name i uh, his last name's Singh, but M- Mukandi, and I, I'm not, this is just an ignorance thing. I should, I'm not even going to try again to pronounce it. I don't want to be insulting to his name, despite the fact that he's really insulting the intelligence of the entire world by pushing this raw water stuff and saying that uh, chloride is, is a mind control drug. No, man, cleans your teeth. Ask the dentist. Unless you think the dentist is out to get you too. Then just, you know, just become a hermit and stay in your house watching those chemtrails up in the air jesus christ common sense common sense um all right we're getting we still have plenty of time but we're getting a little short on time so i'm gonna save ces stuff for next episode and we will have more stuff uh coming out of ces and in fact i do want to tease this one of the hot things at ces this year because of the legalization of medical marijuana and recreational marijuana in many states including nevada where ces takes place in las vegas uh there's a lot of weed tech they call it weed tech. That's kind of how they're referring to it. Marijuana tech stuff revolving around marijuana and cannabis and everything else. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that next week as well. A uh, w- couple more things on tech that I do just want to point out uh, that I think is cool. One thing that did come out of CES this week is Samsung announced that on all their future handsets, their phones, their phones, that thing you hold that you occasionally talk on the phone but mainly just surf through Facebook and Twitter and all the other junk and watch YouTube videos, Uh, All of their phones moving forward, their future phones, their future handsets will include an FM chip. FM. Now, for those of you under the age of like 20 that might listen, FM is radio. We have these radio bands that still float around the air. They still float around the air. And there's AM and FM. You have an AM band and FM band. If, If your parents listen to radio in the car, they're probably listening to that stuff. 
And with this FM chip, you'll be able to pick up local radio directly to your phone. Now you say, oh, but we have Spotify and all this other stuff. No, local radio. This is probably not appealing to you if you're 20 years old. This is appealing to you if you're 30 or older because you know what it's like to have local radio and how awesome that could be. I'm excited about it uh, because I find myself pulling radio. Like I've listened to radio in the car, uh, but I find myself pulling radio up through different apps like through my Google Home and all the other things. So it'll be nice to just have the FM tuner there. Uh, and this is, if you're a sports fan, this is where it really comes in handy because even if a certain radio platform has a digital presence, there's a good chance that it, it, it has a digital presence and carries games like NFL games or NBA games or whatever it might be. There's a good chance that they have restrictions and can't actually put that game on that digital platform. The ESPN Radio and NFL, they have NFL games, but they can't put them on the platform because the NFL won't let them. They're only allowed to to put it out over the air on FM or AM band. So it will come in handy for that as well. So look forward to that. I'm excited about it. It seems so silly, but I'm genuinely excited about the FM chip being in all their head, their handsets moving forward, especially I just happen to be a Samsung guy. Uh, I just I got myself a new Samsung tablet not long after Christmas. Got rid of that iPad stuff. Ugh, ugh iPad. I'm just kidding. iPad's fine. I'm just I'm not a big fan of the iPad. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, and this really would go into tech, but also common sense, and that would be the complaints. And this is me being a little defensive because it happens to be the hardware I use, but really it's just kind of common sense. Uh, now, a story came out about the Surface Pro line. Surface Pro. They have that, that's the machines. So that's literally what this podcast gets recorded on, and what videos get edited on. Every Surface Pro three. For three, four, I don't know. I'm on one of the Surface Pros, not the newest one. I'm on one of them. I, you know, I can't remember which one. Well, there's different levels of the Surface Pro, and they have a little bit lower level one, uh, which is called the Surface Pro Core M3. This actually refers to the chip. Every computer has a chip. Most of them are Intel-powered, uh, and there's different generations and that can handle different speeds and everything else. This would be kind of a smaller chip, like a smaller chip that might be in a tablet. And so people are complaining that the Surface Pro M3, Core M3, isn't performing as fast as it should, as fast as the other Surface products. Well, here's the thing, wall fans, and really for any of you out there that are like, well, that's crap, it doesn't move as, it doesn't perform as fast. That's basically like me taking this tablet here and saying, well, this tablet is junk because it can't perform on the same level as this computer. Now, you know the other difference? $500, 2000 there's a big difference. In fact, a better analogy for those of you out there that really aren't into tech, a better analogy would be if I went out and I bought a Ford Taurus and then I pulled up next to a Ferrari and tried to drive with the Ferrari, couldn't keep up with the Ferrari and then realized, oh, this isn't as good as a Ferrari. It must be junk. That's essentially what's happening here. Just because you bought a lower end Surface Pro product doesn't mean it's crap. It just means you need something that can perform better. You know, you're not going to squeeze water out of a rock. Rocks are fine. You can use rocks for many things. You ain't going to get water out of it. Ugh. Ignorance. I mean, this is common sense, wall fans. If you need some, some tips on tech, uh, shoot me a message, and I will push you toward all the tech that I use without really any basis. No, I'm just kidding. A little bit of basis on it. It's just my own experience. Um, all right. Hey, let's run through some of this stuff because we are running out of time. All right. Common sense, wall fans. Common sense. I drove a Ford Taurus, too. 
I totally drove Ford Taurus, and I drove that sucker into the ground. Nothing wrong with a Ford Taurus. I ain't saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just don't, don't expect Ford Taurus to drive like a fry. I got a, I got a Toyota Highlander in my driveway. I, they, I don't expect that thing to drive like a like a performance car. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a Taurus, though. Um, all right, a little common sense here. So Orange Menace decided to spout off today. What a surprise. Orange Menace said some stupid stuff kind of every day. Well, this one I took a little bit more personally than usual. You know why? Because he was sitting in a meeting in the, in the, the white, his Oval Office or wherever the hell he was sitting and referred to a couple of third world countries near us as shitholes and asked why we couldn't have better, better immigrants from countries, whatever country he referred to, like sweet Norway or one of those. Why do we have people coming in from shitholes like Haiti? Specifically said Haiti. Well, Wall fans, what do we think of Haiti here at Go Tell to the Wall podcast? We think Haiti is a fantastic place, and we think Haiti needs a little help, and we send as much help to Haiti as we can. Why? Because very, very good friend of the podcast, Michael Patrick Harriman, is down there doing great work and has been for many years. He has his own family down there, teaches at a school, directs a choir, and continues even after multiple hurricanes and multiple disasters, to try and rebuild the infrastructure down there. So, Mr. Orange Menace, keep your comments to yourself because many of us out here realize Haiti ain't a shithole. You know what's a shithole? Your fucking mouth. That's what's a shithole, you Orange Menace piece of shit. That's a shithole. Think about that. But Haiti, where they're down there trying to survive, doing their best, not sitting there in literally an ivory fucking house. Yeah. You live in an ivory house paid for by me and my family and everyone else in this country. Those little vacations that you take that no one in Haiti could even dream of taking, that's paid for by me, asshole. Hopefully we've only got a matter of time until this son of a bitch is out because I'm done with the orange menace. I'm done with the orange menace. And if you still think it's okay, stop listening to my podcast. Just stop. Stop listening to Go Tell Us The Wall podcast because if you've seen all the stuff that's happened with the Orange Menace and you still think it's okay, there's nothing I can do to help you. There's no amount of common sense that's going to smack you back into, into reality. It's just not going to happen. Regardless of policy, we're not even talking policy here. This isn't Republican Democrats. This is common sense. The guy is unhinged. He's a psychopath. It's common sense. Ugh. One more thing I'm going to rant about. Whoa, what a surprise. What a surprise. Oh, the great Walmart. Talked a little bit about them a little while ago. I don't shop there, as should nobody else on the face of the earth, because they are greedy. They are greedy. They bring in crap products. There's many documentaries out there that you can see. And here's the ridiculous thing. Back in December, because there's been a lot of back and forth about wages and living wages and everything else, as there should be. We shouldn't have people living below the poverty line that are working their asses off, and there's no reason for them to be living below the poverty line when Jeff Bezos is worth literally $100 billion. Not million, billion dollars. Maybe throw a fraction, you know? This is your pocket change, Jeff. Pocket change. Come on. Well, Walmart, they announced in December they were increasing wages and giving out bonuses and all this other good stuff. Yay, Walmart. Yay. Well, you know what happened today? Today, out of nowhere, not even announced, just happened, a bunch of Sam's Club stores, which is owned by Walmart across the country, closed. In fact, those workers for those Sam's Club sto stores showed up to work this morning. The doors were locked and they were told to go home. No notice whatsoever. Even the frickin' mouse gives you notice. Even the greedy-ass mouse and Bob Iger give you notice when you're getting laid off. But not Walmart. So yay, Walmart! You raised wages to a living wage a little bit back in December, but then you laid off ridiculous amounts of people with no warning whatsoever. No warning whatsoever. Why? Bottom line, because you're greedy. 
And here's the kicker on all of it. And I'm glad I mentioned Jeff Bezos just a few minutes ago. Some of those Sam's Club locations, they're closing them, but they're not getting rid of the building. You know what they're doing? They're going to use them as distribution centers because Walmart is trying to compete with Amazon and they're doing free shipping and all this other bullshit to try and compete with Amazon while at the same time destroying the lives of their employees. So I implore all of you out there, Wall fans, despite the fact that it has Wall in the name, the Wall came from Walton, not telling it to a Wall. Despite the fact that it has Wall in the name, do not shop at Walmart. Do not shop at Walmart. I already didn't shop there, but now I definitely won't shop there. Like, I don't care. You're going to give me a free television? No, no, I don't even want it. I don't even want it. You know what? I take that back. If they were going to give you free stuff, go to Walmart, take the free thing, and then go donate it or, or sell it, and then give that money to someone that really needs the money. <sighs> All right, a couple more things. If you live in the great state of Oregon, up there in the Pacific Northwest, you're now able to pump your own gas. And in fact, I want to pull a couple of these. And the only reason I'm, I'm going a little bit over time here on this is because I teased this last week. Uh, and now people in Oregon actually are afraid to pump their own gas. In fact, here's a couple of tweets that came out. Uh, this is from someone named Mike Perone. I've lived in this state all my life and I refuse to pump my own gas. I had to do it once in California while visiting my brother and almost died doing it. This is a service only qualified people should perform. I will literally park at the pump and wait until someone pumps my gas. I can't even. Another one. No. This is Kathy Dahl. No. Disabled, seniors, people with young children in the car need help. Not to mention getting out of the car with transients around and not feeling safe too. This is a very bad idea. Grr. Hmm. And here's some responses, which I very much like. And in fact, uh, I want to find the exact one that I like. So somebody responded to this outrage that they're going to have to pump their own gas. A very bad idea that is implemented without problem in 48 out of 50 states, representing about 95% of the nation's population. Uh, for those of you out there that are not familiar, 48 out of 50. The other one, in addition to Oregon, uh, is New Jersey. So, I mean, do we really, like, it's Jersey. Like, of course, they're doing weird shit there. Come on. Uh, apologies to all my friends from Jersey. <laughs> I actually have a few Jer friends from Jersey. It's okay. It's okay. Just because you're from... I was born in Florida, so... <laughs> Pot, kettle, black. Yeah. Mm, I know. I know. Um, and there's a funny one here. Oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, I can't even find it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and post that one because there's another funny one. We're really... Because people are worried they're going to get murdered... Uh, by transients and they're going to catch fire and like literally like trained professionals I started pumping my own gas at 15 like when I had a learner's permit and I'm like I'm positive uh, that my mother or father made me pump the gas at some point when I was learning to drive um, all right one more thing to get at here and I just want to point this out to everyone if you work in an office uh, be careful you don't want to be stealing things out of the fridge that you know is not yours or is labeled with someone else's and why you ask because something like this could happen so there was a woman I'm not even going to give the state or city or anything because we're running out of time uh, and someone was stealing her coffee creamer her natural bliss coffee creamer I'm familiar with this my wife makes me buy it for her, uh, when I go to the store because she likes that sweet creamer stuff uh, and she had a note on it, and the note said, Good morning to whomever has been, and this is a quote from the note, uh, Good morning to whomever has been enjoying my coffee creamer all week, dot, dot, dot. Surprise! You've been drinking my breast milk. Hope you've enjoyed. Cheers. I don't even know where I stand on this. Um, I think it's hilarious, and I will point out to all the wall fans out there, breast milk is organic and not bad for you. You might think it's a little gross if it's someone else's breast milk. Like, I get it, uh, but this should just serve as a warning to you. Don't steal people's food in the fridge. If you're working in an office, just don't do it. Don't do it. If you have roommates, don't do it. You don't know what's going to Like, come on. Come on. 
Like, this is how people get roofied. <laughs> I'm sure people are getting roofied in office. Uh, but be smart. Be smart. Don't steal people's food. Oh, oh, or creamer or breast milk, uh, for that matter, because they were essentially stealing her breast milk. All right, we're out of time, wall fans. Oh, man, that was a crazy one. I think we were more off the cuff this week than uh, than we were last week. Matt, don't lick the food. Uh, please don't lick the food. <laughs> we had someone jump on here. I believe Matt is a, is a server and bartender. Uh, so if you go to his bar, make sure you mention my name, and he probably won't lick your food. I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's not licking food. However, we are at a time, and like I said, this was a little more off the cuff this week as opposed to last week like it was. We got very tangented. It's been a very weird week for me. But don't forget, uh, new content coming up on YouTube in the next week. Oh, security. I knew, I knew you were doing something there, man. I can't keep, I can't keep track of everybody. Uh, new content coming out on YouTube within the next week. It's ready. It just needs to be uploaded. i got to take time to do it. Uh, and, of course, like, share, subscribe. Please tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Check out Dad Fiction, uh, including the great AJ Calabrese. I can absolutely vouch that he, he will entertain you and you will have fun. It's all about being dads and funny stories. Uh, and, of course... Share our podcast, tell your friends, do all the things, all that stuff, subscribe. And, of course, if you're trying to find us, if you're only listening on the feed, uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash GoTellToTheWall. That is a good location, good place to find us. We're very interactive there. And, of course, on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod or at MagicMuppet. Uh, and don't and YouTube, as I mentioned, is coming within the next week. And, of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You can find everything there. Find everything there. Tell your friends. Go on the Patreon. Become a patron. Tell your friends to become patrons. Stickers coming soon. All the good stuff. Uh, hopefully next week will be a little less weird. I'm not promising I'm going to wash my hair. We'll probably be beanied out here for, for a few weeks simply because it's cold enough and I prefer just wearing beanies because I don't like doing anything with my hair. So that's it for episode 41 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. That's right, Wall fans. This was episode 41 and I am, of course, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We will see you out here next week. Same wall time, same wall place. And remember, no matter what you do, do it with passion. Have that passion, wall fans. And of course, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter why you do it, always, always, always use common sense.